Podcast Overseas. Uh, today we have two very special guest speakers from the Office of Inclusive Excellence at the University of California, Irvine. Their efforts and contributions so this campus has made the campus environment much more comprehensive and welcoming to students from all walks of life. So can our guest speakers please introduce themselves? Yes. Good afternoon uh, out there in Podland. My name is Douglas Haynes. I'm the Vice Chancellor for Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. And I just want to thank Elaine and Nathan for having me here. Hello, uh, my name is Joseph Morales. Uh, I'm Associate Director for Strategic Initiatives and Partnerships in the Office of Inclusive Excellence. And thank you also for having us. Thank you, Vice Chancellor Haynes. Thank you, Joseph Morales, for coming on this podcast. And we were wanting to ask you guys, you know, what is your main role inside the Office of Inclusive Excellence here at UCI? Well, that's a really good question. As the Vice Chancellor, I provide executive leadership to enable the campus to really enact their commitment to equity, diversity, inclusion, and free speech. And I don't do it alone. In fact, uh, I have a terrific team, and I particularly want to acknowledge my colleague, Dr. Morales. The office was founded in 2016, and I'm sure Dr. Morales can assure you that uh, we've been growing ever since. Yeah, I, I'm thinking as well how to, you know, respond to this question. And yes, since 2016, I think the role has changed, you know, I mean, and sometimes in, in response to the world, right, uh, real time. And so some of the things I've done is work on institutional transformation. Uh, UCI is a Hispanic serving institution and an Asian American, Native American Pacific Islander serving institution. Also, um, in some respects, bringing those uh, designations to the campus through different programs and educational opportunities, such as the Inclusive Access Certificate Program uh, or the uh, modules uh, for confronting anti-Blackness and so forth. I'm so grateful that we have you know, two leaders who are, in essence, making this environment on campus more equitable for each individual who attends UCI and bringing light to various uh, difficult issues and topics to talk about, especially given, you know, the circumstances revolving around this past year with ongoing protests, um, the issue of the pandemic, and so much more things. So, you know, as I said before, thank you, both of you, Vice Chancellor Haynes and Dr. Morales, for coming on this podcast and sharing your perspective and knowledge here with us today. Uh, Elaine and I are really honored to have this conversation with you on the topic of COVID-19 and anti-Asian sentiment and its effects here on campus. Um, mm -hmm. Dr. Morales mentioned that UCI is a um, not only a, a Latinx um, serving institution, but also an Asian American and Native uh, American Pacific Islander serving institution. And on top of that, I heard that UCI was ranked number two in terms of diversity across the entire nation. A very, mm -hmm. very proud statistics I'm sure you guys are very happy about to hear. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming like the task to keep all students connected is not a very easy task. It isn't, uh, but it's actually life-affirming work because when you look at our principles of inclusive excellence, it's to expect equity, support diversity, practice inclusion, and honor free speech. And so it's not enough to be diverse. You really want to create an environment where each individual feels that they are affirmed and supported. 
right? And these principles don't matter just for ourselves, but how we use them in support of a larger community. I guess this one other way of looking at it, you know, for many of our employees, for many of our students, this is probably the single most diverse social experience of their lives. I mean, it's, it's, I'm from San Francisco and I have to tell you, I, this is the first place that I felt that I was prepared to be in to grow. To start off the conversation, since the beginning of the pandemic, from your perspective, what has UC Irvine done uh, to curb not only the spread of COVID-19, but also the rise to anti-Asian hate crimes? Elaine, uh, I really appreciate that. And I, and I want to respond in a couple of ways. First and foremost, when we launched the Office of Inclusive Access, it literally was about inclusion for everybody, right? And so within that, hate bias has no place, right? I think what we've tried to do with the effect of COVID is really to take a position, a public position, that there are a variety of ways that people can engage in as xenophobic as well as Asian American uh, discrimination. So one example was the use by the former president of a very stigmatizing term in describing uh, the coronavirus. And so one thing we did, and I had a wonderful conversation with Dr. Albert Chang, the, the medical director of student health, is to talk about the importance of stigma in how we refer to the coronavirus. Right? And so we put that out, actually it's almost a year, uh, we put that message out on February 14th. And part of it was really about to communicate that calling this disease in reference to its uh, location of origin does not help anybody, right? I think the second thing we try to do is to talk about how forms of discrimination uh, and anti-Asian racism actually is counterproductive to public health. In fact, it aggravates public health precisely because it makes people feel threatened, unwelcome, and fearful. Right? And so for that reason, you know, one activity we did with in May was to really talk and bear down through a webinar on xenophobia and uh, anti-Asian American discrimination. But I just want to summarize it in another way that we not only are confronting extremism, we also see that as part of our effort to promote inclusive excellence. Uh, so I'm a, uh, within some of the areas that I work in, you know, we have the Inclusive Excellence Certificate Program, which is focused on UCI uh, as a minority serving institution. And uh, people can take one of two electives after they take the core course, uh, focused on community uh, or well-being. And so uh, actually this morning, uh, we had a discussion today focused on uh, Asian American Pacific Islanders. And the conversation was focused also on COVID, right? And how that impacts the community on campus and off campus, how it impacts elders, uh, just a broad range of uh, aspects. So what I'm getting at, I guess, is, you know, before the pandemic, 
we had this course and we focused really on anapesi. You know, what does it mean for UCI to be an anapesi? How can we improve? But since the pandemic, we have uh, gone, you know, to we've been able to accommodate more participation. So this morning alone, we had over 100 people in this conversation, right? Um, and staff, students, faculty, senior leadership, all learning. And as Vice Chancellor will say, you know, understanding begins with accountability. It's kind of a thing that I keep in my mind. And so it's sort of a first step for people to, to begin uh, to take personal responsibility and to take action and, you know, by understanding, listening. Yeah, that's really amazing um, perspective and knowledge. And just you put it so eloquently on the ways that UC Irvine has done to curve the spread of like COVID-19 with a lot of actions on your end. But from your perspective, what are some more things from your perspective that can UCI improve their efforts in terms of countering xenophobia? As you can see, the rise in Asian American hate crimes are, I think the statistic as of right now is 1,900% increase um, as of this very moment. So what do you think UCI can do as a community? There, there's a number of things that we should continue doing, and there's other things we, we should be doing. I think the things that we sh- uh, should continue doing is being that destination for talented Asian American young people to fulfill their dreams for higher education. And I think that must and will continue. And so that's why I'm so grateful about what uh, SASA is doing in terms of its outreach programs with area high schools to build that pipeline. I think the second thing to do is to uh, recognize the, the, the cultural capital of the rich diversity of Asian American communities in UCI through a lot of different programs. For example, Social Sciences has their Lunar uh, Festival uh, in the School of Humanities, we have one of the oldest uh, uh, departments of Asian American Studies. Of course, in the library, uh, they have they are the central hub uh, for Southeast Asian archives in Orange County, and it continues to grow. And so, these are just some things we already do. These are pride points, and and I and I don't want people to forget that. Don't take these institutions for granted because they're there really promoting the cultural capital. I think there's other ways such as building our relationships, particularly with underserved Asian American communities in Orange County, so that the campus is able to demonstrate its impact for good everywhere. I think the other things that we're gonna continue doing is our Inclusive Excellence Certificate Program. And as Dr. Morales pointed out, that's a program that brings together faculty, students, and staff to learn about the diversity of the campus, including Asian American and Pacific Islanders. And I can't stress enough the importance of that course because for a lot of people, deliberately and intentionally learning about the diversity of the campus is relatively new. You know, it's not enough to, to eat food as a way to understand a culture, you, engaging with the sort of the, the literature, engaging with people is equally important. I think another area that we will be uh, generating more attention to is our Confronting Extremism program. And we've been engaged in that since 2017. And that's another platform for being very proactive. And so I mentioned last May, we had the event 
with trying to recall the name. The organization was called uh, Awaken, and it was entitled "Challenging Anti-Asian Racism and Xenophobia." That that will continue. And just to, one other thing, let's not forget that when we speak of the Asian American and Pacific Islander community, the vast majority are members of this larger community for for decades, if not centuries. But there's also a significant number of undergrads and graduate students who are actually visiting and studying UCI, right? So they're a part of this community too. And I, I just want to put out a shout for them because they may be away from home, right? And they're in this pandemic environment, they're witnessing and maybe even experiencing uh, hate crime incidents and hate crimes. And so those are some things we are doing, other things we will be doing. And I, if I could just build on that a little bit, I think that you know the, the fact of the diversity of the communities is, is critical. In the conversation this morning, we had some, I, I looked up some data, so, Undergraduate students at uh, UCI for 2020 uh, enrollment is uh, 41% uh, Asian American in the aggregate. However, it's important uh, to understand that that you know that community is ex extremely diverse, right? right? And it's important within the University of California as well to know that 2007, the Count Me In campaign was initiated by students to disaggregate uh, Asian American data, and so from that you have 23 different categories, 17 Asian American, and um, uh, the remainder are uh, Pacific Islander ethnicities. And so that diversification, right, you know, that the community is extremely diverse is one way to push against the model minority myth, uh, which I think plays into uh, some of what's going on right now. And of course, I think what Elaine you're referring to is we're not only talking, you know, about speech, right, as exert, uh, specific examples in San Francisco recently exhibit with you know, physical um, I mean, I, I definitely acknowledge that. Uh, but, you know, what I've learned from one of my colleagues, uh, Michelle Deutschman, in the uh, UC National Center for Free Speech and Civic Engagement is one way to counter hate speech is, is more speech. Right. And I mean, today in the, in the conversation, we were really pressing the notion that, that the community is extremely diverse. Right. And there were some testimonies that, you know, people were uh, discussing, you know, I, I you know, they, they were trying to say, I, I'm, I'm Filipino. What, what do I have to do with Wuhan? You know, and, and so the testimonies were extremely powerful. And, and so I think that that's, you know, at University of California, we, you know, are fortunate in the sense that we are able to disaggregate. And I presented a few times in Washington, D.C., and other universities uh, have said, you know, we would like to be able to know who our students are as well. You know, because there's a huge diversity. And without that knowledge, right, you lump all the students together. And the idea, is, the assumption is, is that, well, they're all doing just fine. Uh, but when you break it apart, you can see that there's a lot of variation. And, and it's not only that. Academically, we're speaking where students come from, who they are. And so all of that, I think, is really important. And I'm glad you're bringing that up, um, Dr. Morales, when you say disaggregating a lot of data <laughs> and more or less giving the numbers and statistics to each underrepresented group is going to highlight how underserved, more or less, or how underrepresented that organization is when thinking about um, how to cater to them. Because a lot of individuals I knew before coming to UCI always referred to UCI as a University of Chinese Immigrants, mm -hmm. a very stigmatized um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
name to give to a college that has, you know, as you said, mounds and mounds of diverse Mm -hmm. cultures and diverse groups within each group of communities. And so I think what you guys are doing is nothing short of phenomenal when it comes to giving a space to groups who would otherwise not necessarily have a voice, particularly identify as a Cambodian Chinese American, you know, um, and I am part of the Cambodian Awareness Organization here at UCI. And the part of the reason why I'm so passionate about this organization is to drive home the fact that Cambodian Americans are making their way up into a higher echelon of education and reading upon the statistics of how underrepresented this community is in regards to various other, you know, California State Universities or University of California campuses is is nothing short of, you know, just bewildering to me. And the fact that specifically UCI, this department, is taking the necessary steps to not only dismantle this whole um, idea that you're lumping everybody in together because I identify as one certain thing, but instead giving rise to the option for individuals to explain and showcase their diversity to um, a school that they want to go through and as you know Vice Chancellor Haynes said grow from you know growing is a very huge aspect within college and having someone who goes to a campus and is really given the necessary tools and abilities to grow from that campus is going to do wonderful things in the future so let's jump into our next question and Uh, I know Elaine kind of touched on this a little bit uh, earlier in her earlier questions, but are you too, or is the Office of Inclusive Excellence currently meeting with other UCI administrative officials to produce a response or plan to address the uh, recent attacks in San Francisco or then Northern California against the Asian American Pacific Islander community? You know, we have learned uh, and really encouraged the the message that Dean Miller from the School of the Humanities put out. And I think it's really a matter of time when we message on the the rise of Asian uh, and Pacific Islander discrimination. I think there is an awareness, but there's there's certainly more that we can do. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of the people I partner with on campus, you know, are, are uh, leaders, Southeast Asian Archive, Asian American Studies, our uh, School of Education, at the Cross Cultural Center, you know, we partner. I'm, I'm, you know, fortunate to be able to partner. Um, but, but I, I would think also, I, I'd like to say also off campus. You know, we're the OC Human Relations partner with OC Human Relations, the No No Hate campaign. We're always involved in their different campaigns. Mm-hmm. That's amazing that you are mentioning not only the partners within UC Irvine but also outside of our community. It just shows how much power when communities and organizations of together and stand in solidarity that that's kind of like a step forward to making sure that UC Irvine and the community of Irvine are just we're spending all that time to ensure that people are being acknowledged especially the Asian American community during this time and also for you to just have an alliance um, and just giving us the time of day honestly um, what I keep thinking whenever you guys are talking is that is this a dream like is this real like to have someone that is so influential on our podcast to take the time to even have a conversation with us you know in terms of something that is so sensitive to I can say equally for 
Ethan is that I identify as Vietnamese American and it's my Asian American identity is something that I hold very personal to me, you know, and to have someone that is a faculty member that has such a high position to even take the time of day to hear what we're all about uh, and hear about our struggles and our perspective of being undergraduate students during this such unprecedented time. And I know, Joseph, you mentioned some of the amazing things that you are doing, but can you go more into depth, like giving that you both work in the Office of Inclusive and Excellence, what are some programs and initiatives that are available for students like me or graduate students or anyone that is within the UC Irvine community to get more involved in? I want to respond to that and then, of course, hand off to my, my colleague. I would say that one thing that we design for everybody and that I just want to urge people to, to, to participate in is our Inclusive Excellence Certificate Program. I just think that is one of the most remarkable conscious raising programs because we are learning about each other, right? Uh, it is a, basically it's a 19 hour program spread out over, you know, two quarters or three quarters or whatever you want to complete the courses. But one thing that's especially unique about it is that it's it's really discussion-based there are presentations and then discussion. And then those who complete the certificate program are eligible to apply for funding, funding in which they can pilot programs to advance our Inclusive Actions Action Plan, right? And uh, it's open to students, right? So that's definitely one thing to do. I think another thing to do that we're currently engaged in is a climate survey. And so we routinely survey the entire campus community about how they're experiencing community thriving in wellness. We launched that survey about two weeks ago. You, you may have it in your inbox. It might be in your junk folder, but look for it because that's a way for the campus leadership to understand how people are experiencing community thriving in wellness, even during the pandemic. Right. It helps inform our programming, because if we don't hear from folks, it's hard to know if our programming is being responsive. And I guess I can build on that. I think, um, you know, as Vice Chancellor Haynes mentioned, you know, building on intellectual and cultural capital is, I think, really important. And so within the certificate program, there's a particular session which deals with the movement to create the Department of Asian American Studies on campus. And it's very, it's so amazing. You know, the, I don't know if you have heard of it. It's called Badass, the Beginnings of Activism for the Department of Asian American Studies. And so, I mean, just the story in the 1990s about students challenging who gets to define community and why intellectual, intellectual and cultural capital are so important for students. And, and within that program, I would say there's also an opportunity for uh, students to, uh, to understand uh, intersectionality and, and, and to start to think about solidarity, right? I mean, how communities of color relate to one another along similar lines. And of course there are differences. So that's, those, those are important to me. And then, you know, in a more practical way, I think there are, um, uh, we have partnered with uh, API Scholars, which is a, a foundation within Washington, DC. And so we have, we, we are a member of their Anna Peasley Scholarship uh, Consortium. And so students are eligible to apply for that yearly. And, and our students have, you know, received, uh, be, you know, every year, 
between uh, 17,000 and 20,000 a year in scholarships. So, you know, I, I encourage you to, to seek it out. So the applications are available through the Office of Financial Aid. And, you know, there's, there, there's a lot of things. I mean, <laughs> we've, we've done, we've, We've done a lot of things. We've have created uh, an Orange County and a PZ consortium with Coastline College and, and Irvine Valley College, trying to, you know, create community. And of course, knowing that the community is different and that there's difference. And so there's just a lot of things, I think, around building community and, and challenging, right? Bringing that intellectual and cultural capital into play is, is really important. I think one of the biggest things that both you and Vice Chancellor Haynes touched on significantly throughout each of your points in regards to the programs and initiatives is that they all have the common factor of teaching, teaching inclusivity, teaching solidarity, teaching and dismantling ideas that are super, super, in essence, significant to everyone's develop. And I find that the fact that not only are you educating UCI students, individuals who are already enrolled here or um, faculty here, that you are also taking the step to educate those within the greater Orange County area. And in essence, I see that as kind of like a domino effect. You mm -hmm. start educating those on campus, and then you start educating those within the greater OC area. And sooner or later, someone from UCLA or USC is going to see this, and they're going to think, huh, maybe we should do this. And then this creates an entire domino effect across California. And... Vice Chancellor Haynes mentioned this before we started recording was that we're all learners. We're all students in a sense, and we can never stop learning and cheat in essence, teaching one another valuable lessons in um, not only solidarity, but also ideas of inclusivity and relating that to building a better society in essence, creating a more suitable environment for each of us is going to go a long way. <laughs> so I'm super excited to jump into any of those programs should I have the chance. And I'm definitely going to relay that to any of my colleagues or friends who go to UCI. So more or less, what other resources on campus would you recommend for students to receive the support they need during this unprecedented time? No, oh, I'd say, well, first, I would also add, uh, add that there are a number of uh, Asian American Pacific Islanders serving student organizations. And I know it's pan the pandemic has been incredibly disruptive to their normal programming, uh, meetings, and just general fellowship. But I just think it's so important that they exist that people are trying to find a way to maintain the connection through the medium of Zoom, which is another reason why I'm just so impressed with how Sasa is able to continue. I don't know if you just casually have done uh, a poll from your other student leaders about how it's going, but you know, it, it's, it, it takes a while to maintain the traction that you used to have when we were in person. I think another thing to consider, too, is the Alumni Association. There are several Asian American and Pacific Urban Islander identified chapters of UCI Alumni Association. And I, I don't know if Sasa has direct contact with them at this point, but it's part of a larger ecosystem where you're an anteater for life. And so we've been describing things that you can do now as a student, but I also want you to think about making those connections with the Alumni Association 
in particular the relevant chapters because there's so many anteers who want to help, right? Uh, through mentorship, through helping with internships, externships, uh, but also just to let you know that you're part of a larger community. I mean, what a lot of folks don't appreciate is that there's 200,000 anteaters in the world. 60% are in Southern California. Right? And I think each cohort that graduates grows the number of Asian American and Pacific Islander members of the inner community. And so those are some ways to sort of build on some existing resources and infrastructure, just to sort of raise awareness, to grow the sense of community, and to help build this campus into the future. And I would uh, just I'm thinking about some recent uh, conversations I've had with colleagues and the, the topic of mental health has come up a lot. And so the counseling center, you know, is very important. And, and I think mm-hmm. that uh, folks are, are, are fortunate because the director of the counseling center is a UCI alum. Uh, and so the director understands, I think, <laughs> what it's like to be a student here, right? Went through it, understands, and really uh, in their approach to, to direct, to oversee the center, keeps that in mind. And also the cross-cultural center, of course. Uh, but I think one thing people may not know is that the cross-cultural center in its origins was, as I understand it, part of the counseling center. And so it's, you know, mental health is, is, is uh, and cross-cultural relations and so forth are, are connected. So those are two, I think, really fortunate resources that we have at our, at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. And I just add that you have a terrific vice chancellor for student affairs and Dr. Willie Banks. I just, I think he's a terrific colleague. I really value his partnership. And I think he genuinely gets it when it comes to supporting students. And I would include uh, Edward Dormatorio, who serves as the assistant vice chancellor, the entire leadership uh, of student affairs. And they're really there for students. Yeah. So just a a message to our listeners is that on a student level, there are so many student organizations within UC Irvine if you want to find that community for yourself. As you know, a pandemic, when you're virtually learning through Zoom, it's hard to connect. And I know that as president of SASA, um, I've been here within this organization for the last four years in various different roles. And I've seen this organization where we didn't have members. Actually, when, when before wow. I started out as president, we had zero members. We were made up solely of executive board members. Huh. And what our members consist of was actually through our programs. That is through our outreach program, a high school outreach program, and our members are our mentees. Uh, we also have a retention program, which is for like undergraduate students and graduate students. But we didn't have actual general members, you know? And huh. yes, and when we started having general members, COVID happened. When we were barely rising and kind of standing on our feet, COVID happened. And I'm going to be honest, being president, you feel as if your organization is crumbling in front of your eyes because everything shut down within the next three days um, once that news came out that you're closing school. And ever since then, it's just kind of transferring everything from how we did an in-person program into a virtual platform. And there are so many pros and cons in terms of running virtual programs and maintaining that 
rising level of members, you know, and I think the worst fear that I always have on the back of my mind is that are we going to have that community that we had before when we were it's just so much easier to connect with someone uh, when you are actually physically there in person. And I'd say after being two years of being president during an in-person thing to wow. a pandemic, I I can say with confidence that there is a community here, not just within Sasa, but within all the organizations that are like mm. fighting. They are so resilient to just stand, just for those who feel as if they want to connect with someone, that we are here for them, you know? And also to hear all of the different resources that you're referring to, such as the counseling center and things like that. It's just, it's very, how do I say this? very proud to be an anteater, you know, to have, to know that there are resources here for us whenever we need it. All we need to do is just kind of reach out to them. And there are faculty that understands or people within higher roles that has either, as you were mentioning, there is a UCI alumni that solely understands our experiences as a student. You know, that is reassuring to know that if we were ever in a need to go to the counseling center or to meet up with someone from the cross-cultural center, that there are people that were once in our shoes that Mm -hmm. can be empathetic and are here to listen and understand our stories and not feel as if we are being judged for our struggles Mm -hmm. and so forth. So I just wanted to put it out there that we are... I can see how resilient UC Irvine is as a campus and within our organizations um, on campus to continue to create that community despite a global pandemic that continues to just wreak havoc through and we continue to stand despite all of the hardships that we went through. And and I just want to add to what you just said, Elaine, that, and this connects to something we talked about earlier, that what you're doing is not just maintaining an organization you're creating an experience for future students. So when those students arrive, and we really hope they arrive in person in the fall, that they'll be welcomed. They'll be welcomed by SASA, by the other student organizations, by the campus, by the community. And I hope together that will make us all feel that we're a community because Zoom has made us adjust, but it's also reminded me how important our in-person connections are. And if I just might add real quickly, uh, in the conversation this morning with uh, Dr. Tui Budang and uh, Professor Judy Wu, one of the things that came up was that they aspire to have students that are not just consumers of information, but producers. Mm. I mean, you are, are doing this, yeah. I think that's what Vice Chancellor Haynes was referring to. You are creating, right? You know, producing knowledge and, and information and content. Um, so I think that's that that really resonates with me with our discussion this morning. Mm-hmm. Well, to wrap up the conversation, is there any final message that you want to relay to our students on behalf of the Office of Inclusion and Excellence in terms of navigating a global pandemic and countering the attacks against um, mm-hmm. the AAPI community uh, on campus? First and foremost, you're part of the UCI community, and as community members, we stand together. And we stand together in confronting extremism and we stand together in advancing inclusive excellence. And that we're gonna be doing that, done in the past, we're doing it in the present, and we're gonna continue doing it in the future. And I think I will just echo that briefly, but I think think that building communities, 
building community among between communities is very important. Mm-hmm. I think I couldn't have said it better myself. You know, Vice Chancellor Haynes, Dr. Morales, thank you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time and giving us the opportunity to speak with you and converse about uh, an issue that Elaine and I and various other students on campus have um, have grappled with. And mm-hmm. thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Without further ado, this is Podcast Overseas signing off. Bye-bye.